one, Frosty Falcon, and Snowy Joey here. Today we will be doing a Meet the Monster with Winter Rose, a race update with Frostbite Freddy. We will also be singing a special song called the Iditarod Trail with me, Frosty Falcon. Fossilized Snow will be talking about some machine terminology and, and doing an interview with Crystal Coldfingers and Frosty Falcon. Of course, we can't miss the conclusion at the end. So let's get to the rest of the podcast because we don't want to take forever on this part, right? Rose, and I will be talking about Frosty Falcon's muster, Hans Gat. So let's go. Hans Gat, in 2011, suffered a second-degree frostbite on both of his hands as he plunged into the frozen river when running the Yukon Quest. He was ahead of the race leader, the person who was winning, Hagna. Here are some interesting facts. Hans Gat has bred most of the sled dogs he has raced with and built all of the sleds he raced on. Thank you for listening to me. I'm Winter Rose talking about Hans Gap. Hi everyone, today I'll be sharing with you the song that we sang in our spring concert that was written by the one and only Hobo Jam. This song is called the Iditarod Trail, so let's listen.
I'm Fossilized Snow, and I'm here to talk about comms and kamaha slash G. So let's get started. Comms mean volunteers that usually run communication, and I secretly want to be one. Kamaha slash G means a 180 turn. Wow, they must have trained those dogs till they dropped. Anywho, I'd just like to say this has been Fossilized Snow talking to you about mushing lingo. Hi, I'm Fossilized Snow, and I'm here with a special guest, Crystal Coldfingers. Today, I'm going to interview her. So let's go on and get started. Do you someday hope to go to Alaska? Well, I sure do fossilize snow. In fact, it's been on my bucket list for a long time. I especially would like to be there when the Iditarod is going on and have the opportunity to visit multiple checkpoints. Have you ever ran a dog sled team? I have. Last year, actually, about exactly a year ago, um, I ran a dog sled team up in Bayfield, Wisconsin, and it was a four-dog team. It was probably one of the best experiences of my entire life. That's very cool. What do you feel is the most important position on the team? What a great question. Um, I think like any team, whether it's a football team or a basketball team, every single position is vital in order to make your team move forward. So I don't think that there's a most important I think that each one is super important. How do you pick your musher name? Oh, my musher name. That's a funny question, too. So I am known to have really cold fingers. <laughs> and so cold that sometimes they turn white in the winter, and I kind of, like, lose feeling in them. So I knew I had to have cold fingers be a part of my name. And then, well, Crystal starts with a C, so oh. it just kind of made sense. <laughs> do you have a favorite musher? And if so, why? Wow, another great, great question. I actually have several favorite mushers. Um, Allie Zirkel is definitely at the top because I think she's a strong female contender. She's also a super great dog handler. She takes really good care of her dogs. Um, last year, she sent my class a postcard, which was really cool. Um, of course, I'm also you know rooting for all those mushers who are sitting at the four-win spot, like Dallas Seavey. Um, Jeff King, is he another one who's sitting at that spot, right? Um, so I'm rooting for them because I know that would be an awesome accomplishment for them. The Barrington twins, they're just fun because they travel together and uh, they're just kind of neat to keep an eye on. And then there's lots of mushers who are from Wisconsin and Michigan and Minnesota and they feel kind of like hometown mushers that I like to watch. Like Laura Neese, who's a rookie this year. I'm really rooting for her because she's from the UP. Why did you choose to have such a wonderful project in your classroom? Oh, thanks. Um, I think it's wonderful, too, because I, I think it involves dogs, and a lot of kids like dogs. I love dogs. Um, it also involves adventure. Um, teaches kids all about grit and perseverance, whether you're looking at the mushers or they themselves, because we're on some pretty strict timelines here, aren't we, yeah. producing this podcast? So uh, I think it's just a great project that involves a lot of our curriculum. So thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's Winter Rose again, and I'm here with another tidbit. Tidbit, tidbit, tidbit. Do you ever say a word so much that it doesn't sound like a word anymore? Anyways, guys, do you know where the drop dogs go after their drop? They go to a prison. Before you ask, they didn't do anything wrong. The female prisoners at Highland Mountain Correctional Center take care of them for the duration of the time being that their musher hasn't crossed the finish line. Inmates are responsible for every dog that comes in. 
though what might seem like the average kid's chore of taking care of the dog, it's a huge privilege for the prisoners. But not just any prisoner can take care of a dog. Prisoners mean a, need a minimum security clearance and good behavior. Bite Friday with the race update. <clears throat> right now, Martin Booster and Mitch CV, Dallas CV, and Nicholas Pettit are resting in Manly Hot Springs in first place. Jimmy Lebling is in last at race mile 99. The mushers I'm following are Nicholas Pettit and Keto Ritten, who is in 13th place. This has been the race update with Frostbite Freddy. Thank you for listening to iKidapod, coverage of the Iditarod provided by kids. We would like to pay special thanks to Iditarod.com, the mushers, and of course the dogs. Tune in next time. Bye! Wow, we sure Wait, learned. wait, wait. The episode's over already? Yes, it is, Fossilized Snow, so let's say goodbye together, or you can just do it. <laughs>